right? It's just like, oh, this is just another day, you know, another day, another dollar. Like, here we are again, nine to five, and go home the next day. And no one else, I mean, no one else ever tries to step up and improve themselves, right? So to be in that kind of work environment is just kind of sometimes degrading. This is the Happen to Your Career podcast with Scott Anthony Barlow. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and make it happen. We help you define the work that's unapologetically you, and then go get it. If you're ready to make a change, keep listening. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. If you go all the way back to episode 243, which we called Six Figure VP to Zero Dollars, when you've had success and now you don't. We actually let you be a fly on the wall when we aired a live coaching session with Robert, who is a VP who is struggling to find work. In that episode, at the time when we aired it, we got so much feedback, people saying that they appreciated it and really loved hearing somebody else be able to work through what they were actually going through, the real things that they were actually going through, rather than just the version of that had happened afterwards. So we got so much feedback that we wanted to actually do it again. So we're going to. We're actually going to let you listen to an actual coaching session that I did with Katie, a high achiever feeling as though she had nowhere to grow, nowhere to advance in her current company. Yeah. I think one of the things would be to have more roles, responsibilities. You know, the stuff I'm doing right now is pretty monotonous and boring, essentially. So I'd be able to just be challenged a bit more and have more responsibility to be able to, you know, I'm, I would create a finger to be able to think outside the box, that sort of thing. And those chances do come up, you know, once every couple months. And I'm like, oh, I love this. And then it's like, oh, I'm not going to see that for another few months. That's Katie Kaltzman. Katie's an activator, ready to make a change for career happiness, but she has a few hindrances standing in her way. And if you've ever felt like you've topped out in your growth at a role or a job or a company or a place in life, then you might have some things in common with Katie's story. Take a listen. So catch me up a little bit on the, on the situation. Tell me you know, how, this, how this came to pass and then yeah. what's, what's currently going on. Yeah, so um, I've been working with my current company for just over two years now. I work in like medical devices, so, like orthopedic, um, bracing, foot orthotics, all of that. So it's definitely like a growing field. Um, but I've been working with the company for two years now. Yeah. And um, about a year into working for the company, the owner, it's a small family run company, sure. came to me and said, like, um, I want you to go through this program to become a podorthist, which means like making custom foot orthotics. It's a year program. It's online. So you can work full time and we're going to pay for your full tuition. So I was like, okay, great. Tuition was total is about $10,000 for the year. Um, so I've had to pay nothing of that, which is great. And I'm just coming to, I just have one more exam to do to become certified. But what I've realized is that I don't want to stick with this company <laughs> essentially oh no well it's a great company to work for it's very stagnant like i once i'm done this which is the next three weeks i'm kind of at my limit like i can't grow as a professional grow my career much more than that and i'm 25 years old i know i'm better essentially better than that and can grow a lot further yeah so i'm not happy in the company i like i'm not challenged there's like i my job is to see patients on and um fit them to devices and I just don't, sometimes don't see any patients certain days and I just sit there and do nothing and it drives me crazy. 
So I feel like I want to exit. I want to find a new job to pursue a different career path, but I feel obligated to stay because they've paid my tuition. Uh. So it's like, I haven't signed a contract. I didn't sign anything saying I will stay for X number of years or anything like that. I've not legally signed anything. And I actually have a job interview for another job next week that I'm really interested in. And I just don't know when and if I decide to leave, what the best approach to doing so is without breaking down any relationships that too strongly and becoming across as ungrateful, I guess. Yeah. And it sounds like (laughs) if I'm reading between the lines correctly, it sounds like even though you're not excited about the company any longer, and even though you are interested in moving on, it, it sounds like you're working with some people that you have enjoyed at least at one point and, yeah. uh, and care about your success in one way or another. Exactly. They're very good people. And that's the thing. It's like, I've known them. I did like placements with them um, in summers of university. So I've known them for yeah. for quite a while. And I just like, they're good people, but it's just not right for me. Yeah. Essentially the situation. <laughs> that makes a ton of sense. So I completely yeah. understand why you feel that obligation and yeah. also recognize that you can't ignore these other feelings too. And it seems as yeah. though they're in conflict in some ways. Yeah. And I'm just unhappy. Like I, I'm miserable every day at work, essentially, <laughs> which, you know, no one wants to do. Yeah. So can I ask you a few questions about yeah. the situation then? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, when you say... I'm pretty reasonably sure that I'm interested in leaving and mm-hmm. you know, I've even gotten a job interview this next mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. How much do you know about what you want to be doing as your next step? So that's, I don't really like, I'm not like, this is exactly what I want to do. I know I want to like stay within the medical industry. So the company that I have an interview for next week, a friend of mine works there and he absolutely loves it. It's still within the medical field, but it's a, a more, um, I'm not sure if you've ever, they have it in the States, a striker. It's like a medical device company. Yeah. Um, it's worldwide and it's an incredible company to work for. And their biggest thing is growth. And every time, every person I've ever talked to that's worked there is loves it. So I'm, you know, kind of would be going into that as like a stepping stone to see what could be next. So okay. I don't know for sure exactly this is what I want to do. Like I don't have that, I guess, specific thing. Okay. What do you, what do you want most out of our time today? What I want is just like, I'm going to be leaving. So I know I'm going to be it's just a matter of when is, you know, the most appropriate time to it, to do it. And when I do do it, what's the best approach and what can I say? What shouldn't I say? And like, what's the best approach to discuss this when I say, you know what, I've been off another job. I'm going to be leaving. Cause I wouldn't leave if I didn't have another job lined up. Okay. Why is that? Well, just for job security. Like I'm not going to leave and not have another job to go back into. Okay totally okay everybody's got a different situation but wanted to make yeah. sure that i understood what your situation is is yeah. that primarily financial driven or is that primarily yeah, mostly, something else uh, mostly financial driven um and just because you know it's tough to get by nowadays without making any money so and i don't know when the next job opportunity would then arise sounds good okay so it sounds like one of the biggest reasons, if I'm understanding correctly, and please please correct me if I'm wrong, but from everything that you've said so far, Katie, it sounds like one of the biggest reasons that you're interested in leaving is you don't believe that you're going to have the opportunity for growth beyond this. And correct. it also sounds like 
your current daily duties are getting to the point where you're experiencing some boredom and a lot less challenges and a lot less desirability in one way or another compared to, you know, maybe when you previously started. Am I perceiving those correctly? Absolutely. It's just, it's, I know I'm essentially, it sounds, may sound bad, but I'm smarter than what I think that I'm doing. Like I'm not challenged. Okay. Exactly. Got it right. Sweet deal. So here's my question then. You know, you want growth and that's something that many people are looking for. Absolutely. That's something I I think we all need as human beings in one way or another. Mm -hmm. I've also learned that growth looks completely different in what each of us individually needs. So I'm curious, tell me a little bit about what you've thought about already in terms of what growth growth means for you. Um, I think for me, it means just being able to, you know, um, um, to be continuously challenged, I think, to, you know, learn new skills, you know, continuing education, which is one of the reasons why, you know, I took through this course, you know, it's another opportunity, it's another growth opportunity um, to learn new skills to, you know, obviously salary increase and, you know, financial compensation is a big part of, you know, it's why we work, right? We work to make money. So being able to, you know, be able to provide um, and have a a stable living income. Um, But definitely, I think for me, like I'm always, I'm very like a driven person and I've always up for a challenge and, you know, want to um, learn new things along the way. It's something that I'm interested and passionate about. So you've used the word stable a couple of times. What does that mean? When you say stable, what does that actually mean for you? And why is it that you actually want that? um, I think just because, you know, I'm at the point, I want to have a career. I want to have a career. I don't want to be, you know, I've been out of school for four years now. So it's not like I've been working for years and years, but I want to be able to be with a company that I can see myself with long-term and be able to grow within that company and have, you know, a reputation and a spot in a company that I can see myself growth instead of like, you know, I've had two jobs in the past four years, but I want to, you know, see myself a future in that one company. Okay. And financial compensation wise, do you, have you already thought about what you want and what you need moving into the next role? Yeah. Yeah. So I've already like, I had a phone interview with them yesterday and we, you know, discussed that as well. And you know, my job that I'm currently at, I like, I'm not going to be making potential, like the potential that I want to be able to make, even if I stick it out for another five years. They're just a very, unfortunately, cheap company. So I'm sorry if I, uh, I'm not sure I caught that totally. You said that the new company has a higher ability to pay and the old Correct. company is much higher. Okay. All right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what will you do with that if you make much, much more? Um, buy a house. Buy a house. <laughs> that's the goal. That's my, um, my boyfriend and I's goal. And that's our goal. And my current financial situation, like it's going to be years. So we can afford it. The weird question, but why is it mm-hmm. so important for you to buy a house? Totally cool. I have a, I've had a house. I've bought multiple houses. Uh, yeah. Absolutely love having a house, but it's different for everybody. So why is that yeah. important to you? Um, I think it's just, you know, to have something to call your own, to own something. Like I own a car. Right. But being able to have a place, you know, instead of renting, you know, jumping from place to place every year or two to be able to, you know, have a home and, and be able to call that place your home and not just, you know, pay rent, you know, and rent wastes money, I find. But, you know, today's economy, it's, you know, especially up here in Canada, it's unaffordable to buy houses. I have heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, it's not. Uh, Toronto's well, the, bad. but Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. in the areas that uh, that it sounds like you're interested in it's uh (laughs) yes so i live in moses lake washington and moses lake washington uh, has the benefit of 
being very, very low cost of living, which is... Oh, uh, fucking will come live there. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a lake. It's beautiful. 310 days a year of sun, but uh, it, it's not for everybody. Um, so the reason why I'm asking you a lot of the questions like this is I really want to understand what it is that you want to move to as well. And because right. here's a couple of things that I heard from you. I heard you say that I'm definitely not going to leave until I have another job. And um, I also know that you're interested in, like there's several different big reasons here why you're interested in leaving in the first place. And I know that one of the things that you want out of this is like the house and what should I do in order to, in order to leave and emancipate yourself almost. Mm-hmm. But I also want to make sure that I understand uh, deeply why you're leaving and also what we're going to have you running to as well. It is, mm-hmm. I find almost 100% of the time when people are running from something, but don't really have a great situation that l- it lines up for them, then they eventually regret the decision to leave uh, or regret the decision to move to where they went to or find themselves in a different version of the same place, right, if that makes right. sense. So um, mm-hmm. clearly you're already thinking about that and kudos for already thinking uh, about that in the first place. And I want to make sure that we can flesh that out a little bit further because that's going to have to do with how you end up leaving and how you communicate it and all of those other pieces as well. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? Yeah, for sure. Cool. So a couple thoughts around that. Aside from growth and aside from, you know, the dream of owning something of your own and aside from, and clearly it it seems like even though you want to experience growth, it seems like you are looking for stability in a variety of areas of life. It almost seems like. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. It sounds like you want to get several areas of your life that you have felt like are up in the air for all intents and purposes, um, tied down Mm -hmm. so that you can focus on other areas of growth that you want to be. And I might be perceiving that completely wrong. Please correct me where I've got it wrong. No, that's definitely correct. And the thing is, like, right now I'm commuting to this job about 45 minutes each way as Mm. well. So it's, you know, it's, you know, two hours a day almost out of my day that to a job that I don't like. Yeah. Which makes it feel like right? so, which, seven which hours makes a it day even worse, too. you know, in a way yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where, um, if it was a job that I loved, I'd be like, yeah, no problem. Um, or if it was a job that, you know, I was five minutes away from home, I would be like, okay, you can, you know, maybe suck it up a bit more. Yeah. Well, I don't want you to have to suck it up uh, a bit more. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Obviously, I'm a little biased. We run a company called Happen to Your Career, and we help people not have to suck it up all the time. Right. So I have a very biased view of this, but I don't right. think that you have to. I do really appreciate something. You know, one of the reasons why I was interested in talking to you about this in the, in the first place about your challenge, your problem is because it was clear to me that you were interested in taking care of your current employer, even though it's not a great fit. And I think that that is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish there were more people in the world that were doing that um, mm-hmm. in one way or another, even though you know you're going to be leaving. So, mm-hmm. okay. Couple of couple of thoughts here, and also a couple other questions along the way, so that we can get you what you're looking for out of this. Um, thought number one is: I recognize that there's this opportunity that is right in front of you that you're going to go and interview for, and could be potentially a good fit. 
-hmm. What I think that is going to be beneficial for you is being able to make sure that you are even more fleshing out what it is that you really want and need out of this next role Mm -hmm. to an even deeper degree from what you already have. And we can, we can probably get some of that done on this call, but I think that that's going to be really, really important too. And I know that you have, I know that you followed us for a little while. Have you heard us talk about the ideal career profile? I'm not sure. Okay. Well, think about it is almost a checklist of what you want and need to be more happy, more fulfilled, growing more frequently. Um, and think about it is, you know, creating your own personal checklist to make sure that as you move into the next role, it has at a minimum, some of those things that you, you want and need. So you don't find yourself in a different version of the exact situation where maybe you're getting paid more, but there's a ton of other ways that it just absolutely doesn't line up. And then, you know, four months into it, six months into it, the honeymoon period wears off and you're like, Oh my goodness, what did I do? Yeah. I I don't want that to happen for you. And that's part Mm -hmm. of the reason why I'm suggesting this in the first place. Mm -hmm. So we typically look at that in two different ways. We look at that from a minimum standpoint in terms of, I'll just give you a couple examples here and then we can relate them back to you. But part of that might be, you know, I know that if I'm driving more than 30 minutes to someplace day after day, it's going to drive me crazy and there's going to be an expiration date for me. It doesn't matter how cool the job is. Like eventually that's going to wear off for me. I also know some really simple things for myself that if I'm working in a you know dungeony type office where I don't have any exposure to sunlight, I'm going to get super grumpy. And like, so those are me. I'm a weirdo. And those are the things that I need. But what I want for you is for you to be able to figure out some of those exact same pieces. We know some of the, mm-hmm. some of the money side, and I would mm-hmm. encourage you to look ahead even a little bit further. You know, what are you going to be very interested in doing beyond the house? You know, what is that going to look like as well? Um, houses <laughs> from owning a number of them over the years, um, always cost more than what you think they're going to in terms of, uh, maintenance and everything else. And then mm-hmm. as you, encounter other fi- other goals that also cost money, whether it be you know saving for other future things or whatever else it might be. I want you to be able to include those in there too, so that mm-hmm. you are thinking about the whole picture. So again, you don't find yourself in that other version. And I'm just using right. this as an example, but the yeah, overall sure. point is we can go through each area. And that's, by the way, that's something I can send you as an example of that ideal career profile so that you can go through for yourself and begin to say, okay, and here's the type of environment I'm really interested in. Here's the ways that are most important to me to grow. Here are the types of people that I want to associate with. Here is, and be able to go through each, each section. Does that make any kind Mm -hmm. of sense? Yeah, for sure. Okay. So hold that thought in the back of your mind here Mm -hmm. and I'll send that, that to you um, right after this conversation. Mm -hmm. But then the other other side of it, let's talk directly about this, why you're going to be leaving here and what that looks like. The relationship that you have with your your boss or whoever is paying the bills, do you do you work directly with the owner of the company or how does that work? Yeah. Um, yeah, certain days. Yeah. So it's very tight. We have like 30 employees and I he's like the owner, like does all the um, operations essentially, but he will still be in my clinic once a week. Okay. So yeah, direct like direct contact. Okay, and it sounds like that's a that's a he and yes, is he the person who authorized you know paying for your additional education? Yes, yes. 
All right. Fantastic. And with that, what conversation have you had or what implications were there um, or what was implied or was there anything implied or uh, I know you didn't sign anything and I know that like on paper on purpose, you didn't necessarily agree to anything, but were there additional unwritten or unsaid uh, things that you're feeling it. Help me understand what those are. Yeah, I think it's essentially that, you know, he his idea is that by me getting the certification, it will create then more re- revenue for his company. So by him investing in me, it's investing in the company to create more revenue for the company overall. So I'll be having to create more um, products, essentially. Yeah. Um, so I think that's his intention as far as that. So I think it's his intention as well. If you're, I'm paying for your school, you know, you're going to, you know, apply that schooling and create me, make more money. Essentially. Okay. Cause I didn't ask him. The thing is I didn't ask him to do it. He asked me to do it. Yeah. And I'm not going to say no to free education. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been there for a year. It's like, okay, sounds good. Yeah. And I know, and like, I don't know if this really matters, but I know that they did get um, some funding through the government as like a apprenticeship for my tuition. I don't know how much of it, if it's the full thing or part of it, but I do know they got some funding from the government. Okay. So why else are you feeling, help me understand, um, why else you feel this deep obligation here? See if you can put some of that into words for me. Um, because they have invested in me, you know, they've, you know, I had, they pretty much, because I'd worked for this company, um, previously in like summers, just doing like some student work. Um, they had an opening and essentially went out of their way to contact me for the job. So they said, Katie, we want you to work for us if you're willing to work for us. And I was going to go back to school for nursing actually. And I said, well, I might as well take the job, but if I want to go back to nursing another time, I can so, you know, I kind of put those plans on hold, took the job and, you know, liked it. And then just kind of got into it saying, okay, they're paying for my school. Great. This is awesome. But now that I'm done school, I'm just like, this is not what I wanted. <laughs> this is not as awesome. <laughs> <laughs> this is not as awesome as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a loyal, I'm loyal to a fault. I think it's one of my problems is I'm loyal to a fault in a way. And I just don't want to, um, you know, I've, you know, I've known this guy, my, the owner for, you know, 10 years. And I just would feel, you know, not only like as an employer, but like as a friend to just kind of say, thanks, see ya. I just feel bad. But I know what sometimes you have to be selfish and look out for yourself. And that's where I'm kind of at the point I'm at. Well, I definitely agree that you do have to be able to take care of yourself. It doesn't always yeah. have to be selfish necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that there's very often ways that we can do both. So let me ask you, let's let's go for a hypothetical question here. I know you're planning on leaving, mm-hmm. but let's say for just a second that you weren't. And um, if, if you were uh, in some other hypothetical universe to stay, what specifically would have to change if you could just like wave your magic wand and yeah. don't don't like try and keep all the restrictions and the reality and everything yeah. out of your head for just a second here mm-hmm. and in this other hypothetical universe what would have to change for you to be like oh my goodness this would this would i would just keep on going yeah I think one of the things would be to have more roles, responsibilities. You know, the stuff I'm doing right now is pretty monotonous 
and boring, essentially. So I'd be able to just be challenged a bit more and have more responsibility to be able to, you know, I'm, I would create a finger to be able to think outside the box, that sort of thing. And those chances do come up, you know, once every couple months. And I'm like, oh, I love this. And then it's like, oh, I'm not going to see that for another few months. Uh, so there are parts about it that I do enjoy. So just being able to have more, um, to be able to read, like, really be able to act my full potential. What, what's an example of one of those that popped up where you're like, oh, this is awesome. So like, so we work directly with like, sur- like uh, surgeons, like orthopedic surgeons, the plastic surgeons. Yeah. So um, a surgeon will come to us and say like, hey, I have this like difficult patient. Like he needs this type of device. Like, can you do it? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, give me like a few hours and I'll let you know. And then I just kind of, you know, rack my brain what I have to work with and then come up with a solution. And then it ends up working for the patient and everyone's, you know, I'm happy with the results. The patient's happy with the results. The doctor's happy with the results. So yeah. being able to really creatively think and apply, you know, my knowledge to something that's, you know, just not a typical thing is I really, really enjoy. Okay. It's like a little bit of innovation kind of creativity. And that's what I love. And that's, that happens once every couple of months. Okay. What else would have to change? Clearly the, clearly the compensation, that would be a big thing yes. is what I'm perceiving yeah. you to accomplish some of your other goals yeah. here. How, how much would yeah. that need to change? Talk to me specific think, numbers for well, how quite much, a, like quite a, quite a bit. So like I only reason I'm getting a raise, I've been there yeah. for two years. Yep. The only reason I'm getting a raise is because of my new certification. So I've done a lot other, taken a lot of other roles outside of my job description Yep. Um, and done a lot more to, you know, promote the company, to market the company um, within the community. And the only reason I'm getting that raise is because of my certifications. And so it's just kind of like, it's, you know, it's kind of a reflection of like, you only value me. You don't only really value me anywhere else in a way. Um, and I know just talking to my coworkers who've been there for, you know, over five years, yeah. they've been promised raises I've never gotten them you know not even getting any raises even asking for them they're like no 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 so they're unfortunately cheap in a way um for their employees and all my other employer employees that I work with are pretty much like they're going to be there for the rest of their lives like they're settled and that's what they're going to do forever and people complain that they complain all the time but they don't do anything about it <laughs> don't get me started so like, on that. That's another. I don't want to be one them. of those people. You know what I mean? Yes. I don't want to be. I don't want to be one of those. And so, and yeah. So when you say that, are you also saying that some of that culture would have to change too? Yeah, it's not a very like the my the owner, my boss is very very forward thinking. He's very like, what's the next thing we could do as a company? But everyone else I work with is just kind of goes through the, goes through the ropes every day. So, you know, having that, like that kind of direct, you know, influence in a work day to day, it doesn't motivate me. Yeah. Right. It's just like, Oh, this is just another day, you know, another day, another dollar. Like here we are again, nine to five and go home next day. And no one else, every, no one else ever tries to step up and improve themselves. Yeah. Right. So to be in that kind of work environment, is just kind of sometimes degrading. Okay. What else would have to change? That's amazing, by the way. Um, I don't know, to be honest. Like, Well, you've got a magic wand here, so you might as well wave it around. I like. know. Like, it's not like it's not that bad. You know what I mean? It's not like it's terrible. It's just I don't think it's the right suit for me. It'd be great for somebody else who this is you're content and satisfied. But I think 
Um, like if anyone were to just tell you to describe me as like a person, like personality around is like, I'm a go-getter. And yeah. I just don't feel that like I can go get them where I am right now. And I don't want to be stuck there for potentially longer than I have to. <laughs> yeah. So it would, it'd have to be some pretty big changes is what yeah. I'm perceiving from that in this alternate yeah. universe where <laughs> Uh, like the entire, literally the entire culture would have to change to where you are surrounded by other go-getters. You are, um, I'm going to use the word empowered, but that's not quite what I'm looking for, but essentially like empowered yeah, and you're set up sure. to be for able sure. to go get them. And, and the thing is though, is like, I've told my boss that I said, you know what? I'm like bored. I've told them like, I'm bored. Give me things to do. I've told like my, the owner that i media boss and one of the managers saying like, I'm bored. How can I help give me something to do? And nothing's happened. So I've verbalized with them essentially like I'm not happy. I need, I'm bored. I'm not challenged. And I've gotten nothing from that. Yeah. Usually you won't not because, yeah, not because he's a bad person, but I mean, I've owned a number of businesses over the years and I've been in many, many leadership roles and, um, and that's, it's it's hard to know what to do with that. So it's right. completely different than if you went in and had asked him, Hey, you know, here's what I'm looking for. I, I had a ton of fun with this project here the other day where mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the surgeon called me. I got to yeah. rack my brain. I got to creatively think and apply and innovate mm-hmm. here for exactly what I'm doing. I want to do that for, you know, seven of my eight hours a day. And yeah. right now I'm spending a ton of time, where I'm not doing anything much, yeah. uh, much of the time. I'm not feeling challenged. I am looking specifically for other projects. Here are three of them that I thought that might be a great fit for, uh, for your business and also mm-hmm. would be a ton of fun for me to work on. Which of these mm-hmm. do you think that would be you know, actually a great fit for you too, that you'd be excited for me to take the reins and be able to lead on? Mm-hmm. That's, that's a completely different type of request. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense how that, mm-hmm. that could be different? Mm-hmm. That's something that you're not just this boss, but future boss and future leaders yeah. too can do something with. Because when you go in and, um, and this is not, um, not intended to call you out or anything along those lines, mm-hmm. uh, I'm only going into it because I want you to go into the next role too and be able to get what you want and get what you need. And what, um, mm-hmm. when you ask for specifically what you want and when you, do so in a way that is helpful to the other person so they don't have to do all the extra work. Right. Then you'll find that miraculously you get exactly what you want and they look at you as like their star performer. Right. Does that make any kind of sense at yeah, all? Yeah, for sure. No, that's definitely, that's definitely a good idea. So definitely, um, you know, no matter where you're at, the more that you can, mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to always be looked at as a top performer. That's an easy way to be able to make that happen. Make it easy on the other person to give you exactly yeah. what you want and help them at mm-hmm. the exact same time. But um, I'm only, I'm only going into that for detail for just a second, just because I want you to be able to have that going forward. And it's going to be relevant to this conversation too, that you're going to have. And it's, it might even be a series of conversations. So let me articulate back to you what I heard from you really quick. So I heard that the big disconnects here are that you're not really being challenged very frequently at all. It's, it's like every couple of months Mm -hmm. where you're getting a challenge. 
And I also heard on the flip side of that, but one of the biggest things that you're looking for is to be able to experience growth by being challenged. Is that right? Absolutely. Okay. So that means that basically for months at a time, you're not getting exactly what you feel you need most, which is not a surprise. You're not having fun, right? but that's, that's thing. Number one thing. Number two, I heard is that your financial goals don't appear to align with what you're currently being paid out. Correct. And well, you know, that may fit for that business model. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't have a lot of margin. I have no idea what what his business model is at all. Uh, maybe he's paying you the very, very top that he can pay. I have no idea. And he um, might very well be, but it doesn't mean it's not the right fit for me. Yeah. If, if it doesn't align, yeah. it doesn't align. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, that's a, that's a really big disconnect. And there's this huge element of the culture too. Like yeah. you want to be in a place where you are not just being challenged, but also are, you can take it and you can run with it. And you're around other people that are doing that too. That are like-minded. Yeah. Yeah. And right now Mm -hmm. what you're experiencing is that, you know, all of the employees, not all, but some of the employees at a minimum, um, complain about their situation and complain about not being paid enough and complain about not, you know, having a great situation, but they don't really do anything about it. And that's not the type of people that you are interested in surrounding yourself with on a daily basis. You got it. Okay. So also you have this long-term goal or you want it to be, you want it not to be too long-term to be able to Mm -hmm. own a house. And that's something that's Mm -hmm. really, really important to you. And additionally, you're spending a pretty significant amount of time commuting. That adds up to well over an hour and a half each day. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like on top of that, you also very much have appreciated the opportunity and appreciated that, you know, that he was investing in you, but feel like it for all of these reasons, no longer aligns. Mm -hmm. Am I, am I getting this stuff right? Or what would you, You what would you change or add? Okay. You got it. Okay. Could you tell him exactly that? Because I just, I took your words and just shared them back with you. I I don't know. I think, I think it's, to be honest, too far gone. (laughs) Um, Too far gone in what way? What do you mean? In the way that like, I know I, I don't know if anything that he could do now would make me want to stay. I think that's okay. I think you could share that too. So, and that's the thing is like, I would, my, I guess, plan or my, how I could see things unfolding is this job that I'm interviewing for is I know the pay is more. It's a 10 minute drive from my house. It has room for growth. I know people work in the company. They only have good things to say about it. You know, it's been ranked one of the top countries in the world as, you know, best employers um, is to kind of go to him and say, listen, I'm not happy. These are reasons why I have a job opportunity. Uh, but I just don't know how he's going to react. He's going to say, well, I just paid for your schooling. And the schooling that I'm, I've gone through is not even applicable to the job I'd be moving into. Totally agreed. So let me back up half a step here. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I heard you say at the very beginning is that I don't want to burn bridges. And I, you didn't say exactly this, but my impression was that you wanted to get you wanted to be able to have the conversation in a way where it would allow him to understand and create a uh, the most productive situation coming out of it as you leave the role. I just want to do it right. Yeah. Essentially. Okay. Yeah. 
So but if I you, if I don't do it respectful, I'll do it right. Absolutely. So I think the most respectful way that you can do this is as you are as you are having that conversation at whatever point in time with him, that you share the exact same things, the truth, mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. him. And I would. And so all of these pieces, I think, are really important for him to know and understand. And all of these pieces are exactly how you feel about it. And all of these pieces are the real reasons why you would be yeah. interested in, in leaving. And I think that um, when you don't share those, then that's going to be um, higher likelihood that it dissolves into a bad situation or bad feelings or other things along those lines. Um when you don't share those, then it is um, higher opportunity to build the bridge or burn the bridges. When you do share those, then that creates a more trusting situation. I think the most trusting situation could be, though, if you went to him um, sooner rather than uh, sooner rather than later before you mm-hmm. even had a, a job offer and shared some of these things, too. Mm-hmm. which might not always be the most comfortable situation. However, yeah. if you if you want to create a good situation out of out of the outcome and that's something that mm-hmm. is really important to you, then you have to set the other person up for a good situation too. Right. It doesn't right. it doesn't work one way. Like yeah. you don't like drop a good situation on the other person and uh, like at the last minute necessarily, you have to create a good situation in, in every sense of it. Um, mm-hmm. So let's talk through part of that and how that could be possible. And it may not be, but let's mm-hmm. uh, let's try and spend a couple of minutes here and try mm-hmm. and determine how this could look and how this could be a real possibility to make it the best possible situation for you and him. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I know that you are, I can tell in your voice that you're looking at this other job as the out. Yeah. And I'm, I'm still like, I'm not banking, putting all my eggs in this basket either. Like I'm still seeing um, what's out there, but it's literally just come on so fast. Like I saw the job opportunity. I know a friend who works there. He sent my resume in and they're like, we want a phone interview. Can you come in next week? So it's all happening really fast. I didn't expect it to happen this fast. Yep. So I'm just kind of trying to prepare to say, and when I talked to them yesterday, I said, when is your anticipated start date? And they said, we don't know yet. Um, it could be lengthy. So I'm just kind of trying to prepare if it happens sooner than later. Because I didn't expect this all to happen so fast. <laughs> yeah. And it just kind of happened help that we had planned um, our conversation for today. So yeah. I thought that was, you know, I believe things happen for reasons. And I thought that was pretty, um, <laughs> pretty ironic that it, how our conversation planned out. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm like really seriously taking this opportunity, like this job as a, this potential opportunity seriously. My experience is also that, especially when you go looking for it, you can probably find other opportunities just as fast as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a crazy thing. Once you start putting your effort and time and energy into going after something and you're, yeah. you're more of a go-getter as you said anyways. Yeah. So like when you go get, you're going to start getting is, yeah, yeah, yeah. is what will happen. Um, so, you know, I come back to that because I want to make sure that, um, again, we don't, 
we don't have you end up in this in this role only because it looks like a really good thing without mm-hmm. actually validating that it is in fact mm-hmm. a, a great thing. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, this impacts, I think, how you how and when you talk to your current boss. For sure, for sure. What would you see? Uh, what would you see as the uh, what hesitancy would you have in going and having a conversation with him tomorrow to raise some of these issues? Um, I don't know. I guess the hesitancy would be like just putting a bad taste in his mouth. Um, and I guess I, guess, I know we're going to be disappointing him, but just I guess that's kind of it. Like I know he can have a temper. I don't want him to like lose his shit essentially. Um, uh-huh. But I I don't know. I think it'd just be. Like I've told him that I was like I've said I'm you know I'm bored I I want to be challenged more sort of thing um, but I just think the fact that I'm still technically finishing up this course yep um, is my biggest thing is that I'm not like I have three more weeks I've done my school I just I have one more certification um, exam left so I think the fact that I'm still in it um, if this was like you know six months after I've been done it I think it would have been a bit different has he already paid for it like it's uh, yeah, like the yeah. bill already been yeah like tuition's been paid and everything yeah and so that's why like do i like if i were to approach him and say you know i under like i'm so grateful thankful for you know the investment like do i offer to like don't want to pay dollars for because i don't want to you know what i mean but like do i offer some sort of compensation to him what would it take for you to feel really good coming out of this conversation no matter what like i think just him saying like he knows me really well and i think i think him just saying you know what, Katie, I completely understand where you're coming from. I get, I can see that sort of thing and being like, I'm you know, not proud of you, but like, I'm happy for you wherever the road takes you sort of thing. You know what I mean? In terms of your career growth. And, but I don't think he's going to say that. What are the reasons you perceive that that may not happen? Um, because he's paid for my schooling. I think he'd be like pissed, essentially. Is that because you'd be pissed? No, no. I think he'd just be, he would be because I he spend all this money on me and I'm not even going to be able to give back to the company with my newfound certification. If you left tomorrow, mm-hmm. will you feel good about leaving the company? Let's say that you, you know, had the perfect opportunity, blah, blah, blah. Will you feel good at leaving at that point? To be honest, at this point, I'd feel good about leaving. Yeah. Um, I'd feel bad in a sense of like essentially them wasting their money on me. I would kind of feel bad, but I, I'm at the point that I wouldn't feel bad about leaving now. Okay. They, they haven't they've treated me very well. It's not they haven't treated me ill. It's just not the right fit for me. Yeah, totally. Right? It's nothing against them. And that's the thing. It's 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 not you. It's me, essentially. It's the situation. Yeah, and we know how good that feels <laughs> yeah, to anybody. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's, I wouldn't feel, no, I wouldn't, really. Part of what I'm trying to um, get at here is there are some deep-seated reasons here why you wanted, why this was a thing for you, why originally you contacted us in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure that I'm getting at all of them for you so that we can create a situation where it is most likely to result in what would what would allow you to feel good on all fronts. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's part of the reason why I'm kind of going around and asking yeah, for from sure. every angle on, on this particular type of questioning. Mm-hmm. When you say he has a temper, what, do you, what mm-hmm. do you mean by that? Like he can, like he will, like if something doesn't go his way, if he's in one of his moods he gets in, he will like, can, he's like, he's never yelled at me, but he's yelled at my receptionist before. Uh-huh. 
like just like lost lost it and she didn't really do anything wrong it was just this thing but a patient wasn't happy the situation like he wasn't in a good mood and just kind of like freaked out on her is this a frequent thing or like a one time uh, uh, not frequent but it's it's been known to happen more than once it was not a one-off for other types of, you know, I would call it more like conflict type situations that you've had with him have. No, I've never had any conflicts. No. Okay. Here's a couple of thoughts that I have. I think that he's going to feel the best if you can set him up the best for what he mm-hmm. needs. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if like, if you like, what would happen if you left here? What would like, how would that change? his world like where where is he going to have to like compensate is he going to have to work uh, work additional hours like are other people on the team like how is this uh, going to impact um, their world it, well to be honest like i don't really know because like i'm not that busy <laughs> like it's not like i'm like i sometimes like today for example um i obviously like i stepped out today at a doctor's appointment to talk to you um, but um like I, i'm seeing one person in nine hours today so like i don't like you probably would have to hire somebody maybe part-time I would think, um, but it's not like I'm swamped and he relies on me for that much, I feel. So if you left, then like other people, there are other people there to take on that load? Yes, there are. They wouldn't be happy about it, but there would be, yes. Okay. So it's not like he would have to immediately train somebody new and all business would stop or? No, no. Like they would probably have to hire somebody new, but they could get by without me. Okay. Is there anything else that would be a big deal? No, no, not like just the whole yeah education thing. Okay. I think that there is probably a, a, a little bit of a risk that it could be, you know, a big issue if you went and had a conversation and you could perceive it wrongly. I don't perceive that risk mm-hmm. is super, super high based on everything that you've mm-hmm. told me. Mm-hmm. Um, but may I share what I would do if I were in your shoes for, yeah, for, sure. for just a minute? And then we yeah, can, absolutely. and then from that, we can figure out what is the, what is the plan that makes sense for mm-hmm. you in your mm-hmm. world? Does that sound good? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So here's, here's what I would do if I found myself and woke up in your shoes. And I, I think initially, well, let me ask you one more question here really quick mm-hmm. for the remaining time that you're there. Would you prefer to be doing things that are more interesting while you're there, or would you prefer to just uh, suck it up and go as is? I think probably just suck it up and go as is, to be honest with you. Like, I can't see myself laughing more than six months there without mentally going insane. Okay. Slash, I already have. <laughs> then I think I would go and I would have this conversation with him initially. Mm-hmm. And be able to share, you know, here's, here's what I've been, here's what I've been experiencing. Yeah. Um, I, I really, really appreciate you know, all the time that I've spent here and I really appreciate you investing in me mm-hmm. and I really appreciate all of the things that have come along with that. Mm-hmm. Also at the same time, I'm finding that I, you know, what I've shared with you in the past is that I'm, I'm bored. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I am not experiencing the challenges that I'm interested in experiencing. Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted to come and talk to you about that. Um, also, because I'm trying to figure out what I should be doing mm-hmm. to resolve that. Mm-hmm. And 
I wanted to you know, be upfront and honest with you about that because uh, I appreciate how much you have, you know, how, how much you have done for me. And I also know that I can't keep doing this over the long term in the exact same way. So I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to, what I'm going to be doing about that. Mm-hmm. And wanted to be able to to share that with uh, with you and have a direct mm-hmm. conversation. Mm-hmm. Now, this doesn't mean I'm leaving tomorrow or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It does mean I'm trying to consider what would be right for me. Mm-hmm. So, I felt like if I owned the business and I had you know, worked with somebody for for quite a while and everything, that I would want. Um, I would want somebody to come to me and talk about mm-hmm. this too and, and share how they're feeling. So, and the reasons why. Mm-hmm. So I'm more than happy to have any other conversation or answer questions or anything else along those lines. Mm-hmm. However, you know, that's, that's what I'm feeling right now. And I've recognized that I yeah. need to do something differently. I do not know what that is at yeah. the, at the present moment. Um, yeah. but, but something has to change, but something has to change. Yeah. And that's that's part of what I'm working on to to figure out. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what I wanted to share with you, and I'm more than happy to keep you posted along the way as I figure out some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. right now, you know, this is what I would have appreciated if I were if I were running the business, and and what I would um, want somebody to come to me and talk about. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the type of conversation that I would have. I don't think. It would make sense to say, "Hey, I'm I'm gonna leave in two months or something," like because you don't even know that. That's not the real truth. Right, exactly. Like, exactly. I and I don't want you to, even though you would like to leave sooner rather than later, like it's not truthful to tell him that. Look, I'm I'm out of here. <laughs> like, right? Because you don't know when or exactly yeah. where or how. So I think you can share what is in fact um, the What's legitimate truth. Yeah. Yeah. So like, let's say though, like this job that I'm currently applying for says to me. Hey, we want to offer you the job. Can you start, you know, in a month? Yeah. Like, obviously I wouldn't say like, I I would say I have to think about it. I wouldn't say yes right on the spot. But in that case, obviously think about it. And let's say I decide, yes, I want to do it. And I have not yet had that conversation with him. For one, you definitely call us back up and we help you negotiate (laughs) for the, for the, uh, for the new role and everything like that. Yeah. Right, like is that like it's there seem to be like going quite quickly with it. So I don't know, yeah. you know what I mean? How quick it's all going to happen if it does. You know, I think that, and again, this is assuming you had this conversation like tomorrow. And right. by the way, if you did that, I at any point in time, I think that the way that you do that is you you contact him and say, "Hey, I have something really important that I want yeah. to talk to you about," and yeah. you actually schedule a time so you're not interrupted yeah. by stuff and yeah, all yeah. of those types of things. So you can actually have an important conversation without I don't know him taking seven phone mm-hmm. calls or whatever else he needs to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, whenever that takes place, I think you share whatever the most current version of the truth. Is. is at that yeah. point in time. If they've made you a job offer at that point in time where like they have given you like real salary and everything yeah. like that, and it looks like it could be a good fit, then I think it's appropriate to share with him. But if you learn that- Listen, hey, I've the, had a job opportunity. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And you can you can say that. I've got, you know, I've had another job opportunity that I'm considering right now. I don't know if it's the right fit. I haven't accepted it, but yeah. I wanted to be very upfront and, and honest mm-hmm. with you that- I was even, um, you know, even considering something else. And I think yeah. that's how the conversation gets adjusted. And then later on, 
I think as you know more truth, you have additional conversation with him about you know what you're moving to, and as you figure out more of what you need to, then I think you can be more transparent with uh, with him about that as well. That's going to help him. And then I think before you leave, if you can share with him some of those other pieces too. I don't think it's relevant in this first conversation necessarily. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a big part of it and would be useful for him to understand that, hey, part of the reason why I'm leaving is because many of the other people here you know, feel like they're, they're underpaid. They complain about stuff um, and they don't really do anything about it. And although yeah. that's fine for them and they seem to be reasonably happy doing that, that's not something that I'm interested in being surrounded by uh, over the long term. And I think that you can be very transparent with him because as a business owner, I know I'd want to know about that so I can yeah. actually do something about it. Uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that sets you up for both ways. If you don't have another job offer or anything else, then obviously you don't have that piece of the conversation. Right. But as you right. get another job offer, I think you do him the courtesy to wrap back around and continue to share more and more. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the best way to have the highest chance for this to come out where he has still has a really high degree of respect for you. And although he may not like the decision, he can still feel good about how right. it was resolved. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to even if he's not excited about, you know, I just dumped a bunch of cash into you and, and you know now you're going, but part of that is, I mean, part of that, part of that is the risk that you take as a business owner right. as well that you right, exactly. acknowledge. Like, um, he didn't have to do it. I didn't ask him to do it. He offered, which is very generous, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Does that um, help yeah, provide that, a script yeah, for you and a plan for you to make that yeah. happen? Yeah, I said I just, yeah, it's it's kind of ironic that I actually have this opportunity coming up. I mean, oh, if yeah. I didn't, I, would, I was, you know, planning on having a conversation, I think, with him anyways. It's just, you know, the best way to go about it, essentially. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, my one question is, um, for you is, you know, with this, um, interview that I have next week, if they ask for references, I can't really give them my current employer because they have no idea that I'm applying for a new job or have an interview. I've found, and obviously I'm a little, little biased in a lot of different ways, but I found for myself, that's one of the big benefits to having these types of conversations. As soon as you're feeling like you leave, if you can have an open conversation where your employer is maybe even supporting you in going someplace else, Um, I've done that a lot of times personally, and we've helped Mm -hmm. many hundreds of people do that, uh, in ways where they didn't think it was going to be possible and were super nervous about it. Um, my experience is that typically the benefits of having a conversation like this with him, even if you don't have all the information sooner rather than later, usually outweigh the risks, not always. And that's part of the reason why I was asking about the, you know, temper and other things like Mm -hmm, that, but mm -hmm. I don't, I don't perceive that there is a massive risk here. There's a little bit. Yeah. See, I, I don't know. I just think like my interviews on Tuesday, like yep. say Thursday, my interviews on Tuesday and I'm like, I have to call in sick to work in order to go to this interview. Cause I think he would not be pleased to know that I'm interviewing somewhere. Like, I don't think it's, I, in my, in my opinion, I just don't know. If, I don't think it would fly very well. Like it's just cause it's so short notice. Yeah. 
I don't know whether right? it would like, be or or not. Yeah. My experience so, is that in order to yeah, in order to be given grace, you have to <laughs> you have to give other people trust and grace to be able to do yeah. that, to have the opportunity yeah. to do it as well. So uh-huh. um, that's something that I can't decide for you. Yeah, I know. Of course, I just wasn't sure what your like ex- experience in it is. <laughs> my experience w- for myself uh, and for a number of the other people that you know I've worked with personally is that. Um, I usually look at it in terms of like, what am I going to, what am I going to feel good about at the end of the day? And Mm -hmm. for me, that has always resulted, um, and this doesn't necessarily mean it is for you, but it has always resulted for me personally in sharing much more than I'm comfortable with, with the other, other parties. And typically that's my boss or my boss's Mm -hmm. boss Mm -hmm. and, uh, taking in many cases, a much larger risk. Uh, with, with that type of level of sharing. And I, it allows me personally to be able to sleep at night for my own, own benefit. Um, but those are things that I get tied up in for myself and my own personal expectations. And what I do isn't necessarily right for everybody. Of course. Yeah. Like I have another like, um, reference I could work reference I could use, but obviously it's not to be like, I work there part time, but it's, um, not my current main employer essentially references usually aren't that big of a deal honestly okay you know there are certain industries where it's a huge deal and certain people mm-hmm. where it's a mm-hmm. huge deal but most of the time uh people are pretty cognizant where you could have yeah. a conversation and say look um i i think that you know my and if i was honest with would, them yeah exactly yeah yeah be honest saying my <laughs> honesty is the best policy <laughs> and saying is that I don't, that's my plan was to say like my current employer does not know that i'm applying for this job yeah. So therefore, I, that's the reason why I can't give you. But I have another employer I've worked for for years that would be able to provide you a reference. Yeah. And the reason they got my resume was through a reference, was through one of their current employers. Yeah. So technically, that kind of works as a reference in itself. Sure. Right. I would place less stock in that. Um, okay. Okay. Generally, references are. I don't have a PC way to put it, I guess, but generally, references are like a stupid people check. Uh, because right. everybody yeah. who's going to put down a reference is going to put down somebody good unless they're just, I Bad. don't know. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like okay. have no concept. So, okay. Does that help? Yeah. Okay. Did we hit what you originally wanted out of this time? I think so. I think so. I feel a lot better. Um, especially coming, going into this interview on Tuesday. So amazing. Just about, about how to approach it and whatnot. And I, I don't think I'll get the chance to see because usually Tuesdays are the days that I do see him anyways yeah. and I have to call quote unquote call and sick so <laughs> go to this interview which I feel bad about doing but I don't really have another option well you could call him today and set up a you know half an hour to have that discussion uh sooner rather than later and then yeah I could try it for Monday maybe it depends what his schedule is like though yeah mm-hmm. I'm sure if you said it was it's important that uh my experience is that people will make time for you when you declare it mm-hmm. to be important. Like, mm-hmm. Hey, I really, mm-hmm. um, I really have something that's important for me to talk to you about, uh, that would take about 30 minutes of your time. Is there any way we can find mm-hmm. 30 minutes between now and Monday? Yeah. What could that mm-hmm. look like mm-hmm. for you? Yeah. Put, almost put a sense of urgency on it. Absolutely. Well, it is yeah. important. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, let us know what you thought about that session with Katie that opportunity to be a fly on the wall with an actual coaching session and email us hello at happenedyourcareer.com and let us know what you thought. 
But there's one more piece of this story too, because it's been a little while since Katie and I talked. And a few weeks after that, she actually sent me an email. Here's the email. She said, Hey, Scott, I just wanted to update you since we talked a couple of weeks ago. I took your advice and I talked to my boss, telling him how I wasn't enjoying work, wasn't challenged enough, etc. And it could not have gone better. He's actually recommended me for a job as a sales rep for one of our suppliers that is a more challenging, more involved position. He realizes that the position I'm now in at his company does not have longevity and room for me to continuously grow. And I now have a job interview with that other company. I just wanted to thank you for all your advice and help. Thanks, Katie. This stuff with your career is messy. It's emotional. It is a little bit scary at times. And it's something that, quite frankly, (laughs) you shouldn't have to go through alone. So I really hope that that call, listening to Katie and her situation and being able to work through that, and also even seeing some of what happened in the end, because if you remember, she was actually quite a bit shall we say, not excited to go and have that type of conversation with her boss. And she found the courage and she did it. And clearly it's paid off for her. And that's very much what we see along the way. Being willing to have that kind of vulnerability and seek out help and being able to do it in a way that is going to be productive and honest and live within your values and your integrity We see very, very, very few times where that ends up being a negative. In fact, we see so many more stories when we work with people like Katie, where it comes out as a huge positive. And by the way, listening to this type of call or the one that we did with with Robert uh, back on episode 243, that should give you an accurate picture of how my team can help you identify career desires And then use what we know about psychology, what we know about careers to help you take your best steps forward. And if you want to live your best life, you can always go at any point in time over to happentoyourcareer.com, click on coaching, tell us more about your situation and schedule a call with our team, our director of success for students and clients, and we'll help you figure out the very best way that we can help. But just like Katie yeah, I think the more that you f- find those ways to be able to be honest and be able to live within your own values and not ignore that and not push that aside, even though it's scary. And regardless of whether you're working with us or working with anybody else or just you know seeking out a mentor or something else, get that type of help because this stuff doesn't come easy. And it's always much, much more like a marathon than a sprint. We have so much more coming up in store for you next week, right here on Happen to Your Career. Status and money just don't bring you the happiness that you think it would. And I think a lot of people have to learn that lesson first so they can then (laughs) go on and find that fulfilling job that's going to be a much better fit and much more enjoyable. That's Mo Shanmugam. He is a coach on our team here at Happen to Your Career. And he's going to join us next week to be able to answer a whole bunch of your questions. And he's got a really interesting story himself. Until next week, we'll see you later. Adios. I am out. Happen to your career.